Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. Hello gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, the number one free-to-play and indie gaming podcast in the world. I'm Scott. I'm correct. I mean Jeff. And I get the name of the podcast right every single time. At 100% of the time. You're right 70% of the time. I never miss. And I'm Mark. And welcome to episode number 112. Just to recap, we play a free-to-play game or a indie game every other week, and then we rate and review it. Mark, what was this week's game? Oh, you didn't play it? You didn't know, Scott? What, what this happened? whole two weeks has gone by. You don't know what we're playing? Oh Jeff, what, what are you doing, dude? Did, did you know that 112 is the emergency telephone number in the UK? Uh, that's incorrect. It's 999, isn't it? Bro, I'm just I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. You just Googled 112. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Mark, what did we play this week? Hey, this week we played Rogue Legacy 2. That's Rogue Legacy Dose. Uh, A lot of people don't our... know this. It's the sequel to Rogue Legacy. It is. Uh, it is developed by Cellar Door Games, also published by Cellar Door Games. And you may know Cellar Door Games from other titles such as Rogue Legacy. Full Metal Furies. <laughs> I played that. And this game, Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, it was released originally back in August 18th of 2020. That was the uh, early access. It launched in 1.0 like just a few weeks ago, and that's when it went to consoles. It is a roguelike platformer. Metroidvania-esque with its map and overworld. I guess I'll save it for gameplay, Scott. Uh, it's available on all of your Xbox consoles and the PC. Including the OG. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't, the 360? I didn't, no? I didn't check that. I, did, I, I, yeah. I just I lumped them all in together. Where'd Scott go? It's just me and Mark today. No, no. Welcome to the yeah. movie Draft House. Oh, typing. He's here. I'll talk about gameplay because... 
gameplay. I played the first one, and I played this one probably more than both of you, probably Likely. combined. Likely. Uh, it is a side-scrolling platformer action game with roguelite elements in that there is persistent progression between runs. So when you die and start over, you're not really starting over. All of your skill points you've spent and items you've unlocked and weapons you've paid for, they're all still there. So you can go back into the dungeon relatively as strong as you were uh, when you started. And like I said, it's side-scrolling, so you're running, jumping, dashing, um, and slashing, casting spells, killing monsters, collecting gold, unlocking blueprints to later unlock outside of the dungeon, uh, as well as finding artifacts that you can also unlock while beating bosses on your way to beating the ultimate boss, which I did not do because this game requires uh, a pretty good amount of time to sink into it, at least for me. Um, but outside of the actual dungeon running, you have a castle that you really don't build, but you just buy upgrades and then you see this castle build up behind. So you can buy upgrades for your health, your damage. You can unlock new classes. And that's where this game differentiates, differentiates itself from other uh, games like this in that at the start of each run, you're presented with three characters. Uh, each of them are randomized with their skill, their magic spell, and then some of them will have certain... I forgot what the game calls it, uh, quirks, so to speak, uh, some of them negative and positive. And pretty early on in the game, you'll unlock a ability that will cause characters with negative traits to get a gold bonus. And so there's some incentive there to select something that has an unfavorable trait. Um, yeah. You can also upgrade your castle, so to speak, where you get rerolls and you can reroll the characters if you're looking for a particular class. Um, there are classes I feel that are better for bosses than others. And so I, when I got stuck on a later boss, I would reroll till I got the ax guy. Cause if you're standing on the ground and you swing, he does a he or she does a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah. There were like three different, um, classifications of characters, I guess. No, no, there's, there's way more than that. A lot more. Yeah. I'm you, talking about yeah. like your, your weapon, like, um, like the axe guy, he's more like a tank. Um, yeah, there's there's three when you start, Mark. But once you start unlocking your castle, it gets way more in-depth with the, the number of classes that you can have. Okay, tell me what they are then, Scott. Oh, well, let's see. There's a cook. There's a... Wasn't there a pizza guy you said, Jeff? Or a pizza baker no, or something like that? that's the pizza lady. Oh, okay, okay. She's um, not a playable. There's, She's in the dungeon. Yeah, there's like, what, an assassin class there's, or... Um, what are they? I can't remember the name of, but he's basically like a ninja. Um, yeah, like a ninja. That, okay, so there was those two. There's the, boxer, the warrior. Which is one of my favorites. Oh, I haven't even unlocked the boxer There's yet. There's the wizards, the they, archers. Yeah, um, the spearmen, the lancers. I'd have, and to then there's like the a pacifist too. Well, that's there's a samurai really, guy. No, a pacifist is a trait. Ninja guy. Oh, okay. You'll roll that sometimes. It's not a um actual class, but I never use the pacifist. There, so there are some traits that I just refuse to use because they make the game not fun. 
So some of them are kind of fun. Like if you get a vegan character, you can't eat the health drops that fall because they're meat. Um, and that's kind of fun. It adds a little something to that character. But then there's one that turns the screen upside down. And in my opinion, makes the game virtually unplayable. I never pick that. If any class, no matter how great they are, they have that trait. I don't pick it. Uh, I don't like the, uh, the one that censors the enemies. That one's not great either. Um, There's colorblindness. Um, yeah, I'm fine with like colorblindness, old timiness. Some of those things, they're just kind of goofy. I kind of wish they weren't in the, like, at first it's like good for a laugh. And this is true about the old one. Oh, it's it's old timey. It doesn't really affect the game. It's just kind of annoying. And those sort of weird ones, I kind of wish were out of the game. I really wish the upside down one was out of the game because it's truly awful. But there's one where you one hit, you're dead. But again, you get that gold bonus that goes with it. So if you're good at the game and you clear out a zone, you'll rack up money a lot quicker. Most of those I didn't mess with. Um, there were There's one called Super IBS. That's actually really good because you can use it as a, an extra jump because you fart. Uh, but you, with IBS, you fart randomly. With Super IBS, you fart on command, and it gives you an extra jump, basically. That's the kind of game we're talking about here. Yep. You fart in. Hey, uh, Jeff, how, how, what level was your castle at? Or is your castle at, I should say. I'll boot up my Xbox, but it's over 100, I think. Yeah, I think I'm at level 37 on my castle. How about yourself, Mark? I don't know. Um, three. How many upgrades do you think you bought? Oh, I, um, I think my guy was like level level 15 or 17. Yeah. So I don't I don't know like what that equate. I mean, I remember selecting because there's a huge kind of it's not a skill tree, but um, what are the the upgrades or or whatever you you purchase. Yeah. There's a ton of them, and uh, that was a little bit over overwhelming at first, uh, just because like I I get an upgrade or I get the ability to pick an upgrade, and I'm like, well, what what do I pick? Um, and then I, I later found out that I should have picked something else uh, because it would have really helped. Like I don't know, it does make the game makes all these upgrades available to you almost right out the gate to purchase. Uh, with the the coins that you get, and uh, so I, I think I like four upgrades, five upgrades. Yeah. I don't know. Well, as you purchase upgrades, even more upgrades open up. So it's it, as big as the tree was that you saw. Um, it's it grows as you play the game. Um, my castle is one fourteen. Scott's gone. Is Scott gone? Poof. Vamoose. No, I'm looking something up. Sorry. Oh. Um, I was going to say there's some. Oh, so and then on top of that, your classes actually can level. So as you're playing like Gunslinger, as you play the game and defeat enemies, they gain XP. And so the next time you play that class, after they've leveled, they're a little bit stronger. Uh, so there's just one more. So there's... This is a actually a really grindy game. Like you have to play a lot of runs. This isn't a game where you're just gonna pick it up and beat it in one run. It's not made to do that. You're meant to die several times. Um, if you can hear the clicking in the background, it's because to boot up the game, 
to check my level, I started a run and game's really good, so I'm just playing. But yeah, um, let me turn this off. So that's basically gameplay. Am I missing anything? Um, I'm trying there, to think if you are missing anything. There's different weapons uh, that, like you, like you, you start out with. To, you're able to pick three different people, um, and each person has a, a different weapon, um, a trait, and so I noticed, like, uh, you know, for my first couple runs, I was just kind of trying out the different, the different characters, and I noticed the I had a guy with um, it was a little like a spear. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it looked like a spear. And I really liked his ability to use the spears because it, you know, is more longer range. Uh, it, you could even spin it. And um, with the axe guy, you can only like hit side to side. And uh, well, also with the spear, if you when you spin it, if you hit projectiles with it, it knocks the tr- projectiles back. And restores your mana, because there is a mana pool for your spells that you get that are also random. Yeah, as well as, so you get a spell as well as a uh, ability on each character. Yeah, and but if you're the mage, you get two spells. Uh, that one of those spells replaces your ability, so you have two random spells and then your regular attack. Oh, I know what you didn't discuss, Jeff. The uh, items that are scattered throughout the castle, or not the castle, through the dungeon as well. You know who else didn't discuss it? Me. Yeah, you're Until right. Until now. You. It's always well, you on me. you asked if there was anything you forgot. You asked if there was anything you forgot. It's always on me, Scott. But yeah, there's uh, artifacts that you can find. and I did mention that. because uh, So there's people that you find that you save in the castle and out like in the dungeon and then outside you can pay him to upgrade items. Uh, there's one guy that locks the castle. So it doesn't randomize that next run. That's helpful. If you've found a boss room and you just want to go right back to it. Um, there's the pizza lady who unlocks portals so that you can easily jump from essentially world to world because there's different biomes. And once you've kind of defeated the first biome, the rewards for running through that are kind of meaningless because you get very little gold and everything now on your castle is way more expensive. So a lot of times it's best just to run to another level. So what I found myself doing is going to the hard part, exploring. And when I got low on health, I would go back to the easy part and farm for HP and then go back to the hard part again. Um, and I kind of rinsed and that rinsed and repeated that method uh, to do that. Yeah, and considering the the Metroidvania side of the game, there's like these statues that you can do trials for the statue to gain abilities that help you to reach the other biomes in this game. So, yeah, and then there's yeah. So t- talk a little bit about um the grind aspect cuz I I didn't progress far enough in, in the game to encounter a grind and so jeff you being the one with the most gameplay experience out of out of us what do you you mean like the game gets super grindy so i'm at a point now where i've hit sort of a difficulty spike where my character and a lot of it could be skill because i think the game is fair in that you can predict movements and stuff but 
the roguelike elements will often be forgiving because you can level your character from run to run. And my character isn't quite strong enough to start defeating the enemies easily enough in the area I'm in. And so I have to go into the dungeon and grind money. But the problem is, is like I said, once you kind of level out of another zone, it doesn't behoove you to keep going to those older zones to grind because you get such little reward. And so I'm just kind of at this point now where I'm going into the hard part of the dungeon, getting killed, having enough money to just buy one upgrade and then doing it again. Because we should say when you go into the dungeon, you give up all the money you haven't spent. Now, there are perks that allow you to keep a percentage of it. But generally speaking, if you haven't spent it, you lose it. Yeah, there's a ferryman that that you can that takes you to the dungeon each time and he requires a fee and that's whatever gold you have on you. Right. And, and that's kind of what I mean. I'm having to keep going and grind and grind, uh, by going back into the dungeon, leveling my castle, going back into the dungeon, leveling my castle without making a ton of progress because of the roguelike elements. Cause once I go and I get to the boss room, if I die, I have to go back through to get back to the boss room unless I've locked the dungeon. But if I'm under leveled, I don't want to lock the dungeon because it reduces the amount of gold I get, which reduces how much I can actually upgrade my character in the long term. Uh, so that that's kind of the grind wall that I've hit currently. I've been about three of the main bosses and um, I mean, there are a lot of biomes, uh, which is nice, but. Uh, I'm at a point where maybe my character's just not strong enough yet. And what's that? uh, so without comparing this game to its predecessor, what other roguelike game would you compare this to? Dead Cells. Um, but that's not a great comparison. I mean, Dead Cells is a side-scrolling Metroidvania-style game with um, persistent leveling, but it's not as persistent. How, how do I want to put it? The The point of Rogue Legacy is to level your castle to get your character strong enough to go through it after multiple runs, where Dead Cells feels more like a hardcore roguelike. Like, if you were good enough at the game... You could pick it up on your first life, run the castle, and beat the game. Whereas Rogue Legacy feels more designed to keep dying, go back in, level, go back in, level. So, but I think from a moment to moment gameplay perspective, the closest I would say would be Dead Cells, which is a fantastic game. But, and I've been on record saying for Rogue Lights, I'm not a big fan of big, persistent things because it feels so grindy to me and i just don't like it i prefer something like a spelunky or enter the gungeon where you go in and the the point of the game is to get good enough to beat it just on your skills alone um but that being said the actual gameplay and the the battling and the action is so good that it makes it easy to die back in i mean i've got like i said i'm a level 114 or whatever so i've enjoyed the game but I have hit that kind of wall of frustration a little bit where 
I don't feel like grinding anymore. Yeah, when, what was your favorite character? Um, I like the chef because of the ability to deflect, but I, I really just, when it came down to it, the axe guy, I think it's a barbarian or whatever, when you get to the bosses, the fact that he just does so much damage is pretty important, but I think the one that's most fun, actually, is the boxer. I really like playing as a boxer. What about you, Mark? Um... I mean, I only played as a couple, uh, but the ones I did play, uh, guy, he had like a, a little, like a, like a farm hat. Um, Game dude. <laughs> farm hat? Farm simulator. Oh. Tractor simulator. I bet that's on Game Pass. Y'all tell me. Uh, that's the wrong game. That might m- make a difference if I get Game Pass or not. Um. I don't. I don't know what the guys are called. Uh, he had. A, he had. A, he had like a Raiden hat on. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the Ronin. I think. I think yeah. that's the Ronin. Yeah, he had a, like a samurai sword, and um, I mean, it was cool. You know, one thing that I I really did like about this game was the the platforming, the aspect of it, and how it's not. It is very action oriented, but it's also very strategic. And you have to you have to be really good at you know jumping and double jumping and uh, you know hitting hitting things in midair and and using a da- your dash button while you're in air. It just the you can tell the developers took a lot a lot of consideration for what they had already created with the first one, which I never played, uh, but I did watch some YouTube videos of that one and. Uh, just how how they took the first game and then like racketed up the 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 craziness the the chaoticness of of what went on in the first game to this one. I really enjoyed that. It it it, it gave me like Super Mario vibe, um, with just some just different different gameplay mechanics and. Uh, the fact that you can use different weapons and different characters, and uh, there are a, a crazy ton of um, you call them biomes. Um, yeah, that's the best word I could come up with. I didn't want to say worlds, but essentially, there's like a an underground biome. There's the one that looks like a castle, and then there's like an opulent castle, and then there's a snow area. Opulent, uh, yeah. That's and then word. there's like a murky sort of village area. There's like a tower too that you have to have the double jump to get up in there. Yeah. So that that's what I mean by that. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty new to this genre. Like my biggest experience in this genre is Hades. And to me that's a completely different type of game. Even though they're both considered roguelites and uh and and they are in their own respect, but like Rogue Legacy Two was more platforming, uh, obviously. But whereas Hades is because I, I was I was doing a lot of reading on like Rogue Legacy, and apparently Rogue Legacy, you know, paved the way for all these other it, different. It was kind of the first indie game, like the first. I mean, there are certainly others, and you can look at like Minecraft or whatever. But it was kind of this like first big breakout indie 
platforming sort of game like this. So, um, yeah, and it, it essentially paved the way for a game like Hades or Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. And, well, and maybe not Gungeon. That right. was more uh, Binding of Isaac sort of started that fad, but sure. Listen, whatever. I'll just I'll say correct things. You keep talking. Well, I mean, listen, I'm I'm just I'm naming rogue lights. Yeah, I'm not I'm not naming like actual like compare like one v one comparison. Um, because he hasn't played any of those. Right, but I I I know they exist. Can I not say it if I don't really good? Don't know it exists. It's a ten out of ten game for me, Scott. While you yawn into your microphone while we're talking, let's go. I didn't yawn into my yeah, microphone. Yeah, you did. What are you I talking heard, about? I heard you. Bro, I heard okay, you. listen I to heard... the playback. There was I... no yawn. I'm not going to be able to listen to your playback because you're editing the episode. Hey, Wall. I'll leave it in if there's a yawn because I don't even do that. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, edit. so. Boom. Got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't edit anymore. You should know this. <laughs> So the pricing point on this is twenty four ninety nine across all platforms. Uh, USD. What's that stand for? Un- Unity. That's the, the no. We're talking about the state, United bro. States cash. I know that money. USDA the, is the beef. Yeah, that's right. USDA. Listen, okay. So we're in the value section, and it, yeah, twenty five bucks. How much time are you going to get out of this? And are you, you going to enjoy your time? I think so. I think it. The is 25 is, too much, though? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I, I would definitely pay for this at that price, to be yeah, honest. I, I bought the game the day it came out on Xbox. I think it was discounted a little, like it was 21 bucks or whatever for like a opening weekend sale. Um, but 25 for me, I, it, had it come out at $25, I would have dropped it this all the same. Because I know the pedigree of the developer and... Um, you know, the game is really good. So I don't think, and especially for the hours you're going to get out of it compared to like, I mean, if you, how long does it take you to beat a triple A game, Mark? 10 hours? A triple A game? Yeah. I mean, so not so much like there's your games like uh horizon zero dawn, which right. you could probably spend the rest of your life in, probably. but then there's games like, um, you know, how about your Assassin's Creed? How long did it take no, you to kind of Odyssey? the same. No, uh, that's, but yeah, that's Odyssey's really, really long. Um, How was it? I'm thinking more like the Naughty Dog games. Those, those like uh, Uncharted, or sure, like Uncharted's a, like um, a 10 hour campaign or something, right? No, I mean the last Uncharted game I played was Uncharted Four: Thieves, Thieves End. I, I don't know. Um, that's probably a uh, 20, 25 hour campaign. Um, most AAA games these days you can't. Yeah, you can't find one for that is ten hours. I I take that back. Um, uh, Bridge of um, it's a I PS. Agree. Yeah, probably. Um, I reviewed it here on the podcast. Uh, Bridge of something. Bridge to Terabithia. No, there uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, Bridge of Cora. Bridge of okay. It doesn't PS Five game. Yes, Bridge of Spirits. I, that's what it's called. Kenna Bridge of Spirits. God. Anyways, that was about a 15-hour AAA title. Um, but I, I, you just can't find, you can't find AAA titles that are in and out. Um, 
I just so, I, well, let I, me I ask think, you then, Mark. Do you think? How do you feel about the pricing? Twenty five. So I, I will continue to play this game, uh, just simply because I want to see. I want to get to that point where I, I feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall. Um, but I, I don't. I don't know. I just twenty twenty five. I mean, the the game is the game. It looks great. Uh, you can tell that it's it's probably worth twenty five. I don't know. Um, is there is there like add ons that they they have for this game? I don't. No. I don't so you're used to AAA games where you buy right. the game and then you still don't have the game. Yeah. That's the beauty of independent games. When you buy the game, you have the game. But although and they sometimes they add on sometimes. Yeah. Well, some like Dead Cells has DLC. Um that's come much later in its lifespan. But then there are games that uh, like enter the gungeon that have free content updates. Um, so I, I would, I would, I would consider 25 being a, probably the sweet spot for this game. Replayability. Paywall. No replayability. replayability. Didn't we do that? Replayability. It's a roguelite. No. Can we just say <laughs> yeah. it's a roguelite and then move on? I mean, the castle's huge. It's going to take you forever to fill it out. And by the yeah. castle, I mean the skill tree. There's tons of classes. Those classes are randomized with different traits and spells. And what then was your favorite trait, Jeff? I don't know. Um, actually, uh, there was one that lowers your health and increases your damage. I just took that because I just want damage. I, um, I had one where my character had vampirism, and that was probably my best run because... Every time you hit a, an enemy, you got like a life steal from it, which was amazing. Yeah, so that's the replayability there, in in, in the variance of the runs. I will say, once you kind of hit a certain hour mark, and I don't know what that hour mark is, but that sort of appeal of the randomness and having to go back into the dungeon kind of wears on you a little bit. Um. At least for me, I just kind of was like, I again. So I do think it's highly replayable, but for me, I did find, and this is my genre to a degree. I don't, like I said, like the permanent progression as much, but um, after like 20, 30 hours, I did kind of hit a point where I was like, okay, all right, that's, <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, I think if you play this in short spurts, it's really good and it pulls you back in pretty regularly. But yeah, I could see like if you're playing as much as you did, Jeff, that you would probably get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm 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 done with this. Especially yeah. whenever like you're not getting the roles on like good enough classes or classes that you enjoy playing. Yeah, well, and I invested in rerolls, and one thing about that that is that I kind of find to be a I don't know how to fix it, but like if you like I was looking for the battle axe class and after I spent my rerolls and didn't get it, I dive into the dungeon and then retire the hero. And that's essentially another reroll. It's just a more annoying one, you know, and there's no real penalty for that. No real incentive to play as that character that wasn't ideal for me, you know. So and I don't know how to necessarily fix that. It just is a, a problem with the nature of the mechanics they put in place. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a minor gripe. It is kind of fun messing with the different classes and, and get it. Like if I saw, um, 
one of the favorite roles I would get more than once would be the chef because the chef, his weapon deals fire damage. So that's damage over time. And then I had yes. a trait that gave me poison damage over time. And so oh, that, I got that too. I got yeah. that where um, I actually, I think it was, maybe it was like the IBS, but it was like anytime I used my dash, it leave a poison cloud behind me. Right. But this was actually, it added poison damage to your weapon. So okay. I well, I didn't have that, but I I had the poison cloud with the chef and give a stack of poison damage, which I really nice. like that uh, because it just kind of was like me. I like damage output. No, I could see why that one would be a good one because like the the poison cloud with the uh, chef fire was like an, that was probably my second favorite run next to the vampirism one, just because it was there was just so much damage output that I would decimate enemies pretty quickly. Judgment. All right, so at the end of each episode, we decide whether the game deserves our seal or not and requires a two-third vote to be approved or denied. Uh, Mark, what do you say? Yeah, so... This is not my wheelhouse genre, so... Um, I, I did enjoy playing it. I I thought it was um, very polished. It's It looks great. Uh, it's funny. It's like subtle funny, and uh, it's it's got like the music's pretty good in it. I didn't find the music. Stimage. To... The what? Stimage. Stimage. Stimage did the music. Oh. Friend of the pod. Friend he did the pod. M- some of the music. I don't know if he did. I know he did boss fights. I but heard I don't a couple know. guitar licks that I'm like, I know that. I could be totally okay. wrong. He didn't do any guitar, but there were a couple guitar things. I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing that's him. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so uh, I I I enjoyed playing this uh, as one of the only roguelites that I've I've played in my my time as a video game connoisseur, and uh, I, I'll recommend it. I, I think it's it's good enough to keep you coming back. Uh, like you can you can do a run and turn the machine off and come back and do another run and turn the machine off. It doesn't, you don't have to dedicate any like standard amount of time. Now it can't, you can't like, I found myself, I like, I ran through a couple of rooms and I was like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Let me keep going. Uh, and then I died and I was like, well, that was a waste, but uh, I do recommend it. It does get my seal. All right. I, I absolutely love this game. This was, so awesome to play it was more forgiving than like vagante was and even though there was some runs that i like i just got totally destroyed like three or four rooms in it wasn't you know it was mainly because of whatever character i was playing and it just recycles into the new sets of characters and then i can go from there um they did have some subtle humor like a lot of times i would have a uh, character and it was lady whoever but she would always had a beard so I'm like, yeah, that's really a lady. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's definitely fun. I enjoyed it. Um, Jeff clued me into the fact that I'm an idiot and was at a boss and couldn't get into the boss because I didn't even think about how to get into the door. So now I'm going to go back and uh, fight that boss and be overpowered for that boy- boss, apparently. Um, but this definitely gets my seal. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, definitely. Well, I should mention there are, there is like a quest log almost, 
And really what that amounts to is hints as to like finding your way through the castle and finding various secrets. But yeah, I think it from a, if these guys made a shovel Knight style platformer, that's just a campaign you go through, it would be excellent because at the end of the day, their ability to create this side scrolling action platformer just on its own is excellent. And then you add in the roguelite elements to add a lot more uh, replayability. Uh, it, it's just a win-win. Um, whereas I love games like Shovel Knight, but once you beat it, you beat it. you know. And in this, it's much more uh, drawing you back in to play it over and over. And I, I actually really hope that the next thing they do make is something um, like a Shovel Knight style game. I played their other game, Full Metal Furies, and it's very different. It's pretty good. Um, but I definitely will keep an eye on what they're doing, and I do enjoy the game very much so. All right. So the next game we're going to play, we're going to dive back into the free-to-play realm, and <laughs> we're going to... I'm sorry, Jeff. It was Jeff. so good to die. Oh, I I, I'm so, working on getting some more indies, so I'm Scott trying, Jeff. says to me, what are we playing next? I'm like, I'm not sure. And he says, well, I've been getting these ads on my phone for this other game, and I'm like, Free-to-play games that advertise have never been good. But go ahead. But Mark likes them usually. Hey, at least Scott asked you what you wanted to play, Jeff. He didn't ask. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. He said, what are we I, doing I, next? I gave you the, the option to throw well, something out there. No, and, I And you didn't I have, have anything for me. And so you pick the first turd that falls in your lap. Yeah, exactly. That's, sometimes <laughs> that's how it goes. So the next turd will be Dislight. <laughs> what is it called? Dislight. D-I-S-L-Y-T-E. Who Dislight? Is it a roguelite? No, it's an RPG. Oh, God. Is it on my phone? It should be on your phone. Oh, God. If you've installed it, it's definitely on your oh, phone. Oh, no. It's an idle game. Oh, what was the last idle game we played? It was that uh, Archer game, wasn't it? I'm downloading it. <laughs> hey, are we gonna are we gonna read No Mike's comment uh, commentary? Oh, I got that. That's me. Because I I warned him. I said I'm gonna edit this because he's always got something disparaging to say about a movie. Actually, I know what I'm gonna do. I got the perfect edit, Nomic. Trust me. Fist bump. All right, where's this commentary at? Um, commentary. Okay, this is our boy Domic. Uh, so, Rogue Legacy 2 IMO is a solid upgrade from the first. It's fun to play, allows easier introduction to the game, and has difficulty ratings for areas you enter, i.e. 5 out of 5 stars difficulty. So if you want to risk, risk pushing your character, you can, or you can explore elsewhere and grind more money for castle upgrades and equipment. All the classes seem solid, although Ranger's sensitivity was difficult for me to target the arrow shots. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I was using a I PS3. Well. Uh, I was using a PS3 style controller. Maybe I am horrible with the analog sticks. So that may just be me. It's not that that's true. You, your archer can shoot in eight directions as opposed to like a full 360. Um, I like the runes you can find during a run abilities that can be changed. If you find a new one and side missions that upgrade your dash and other standard functions. There is one thing I feel the game lacks, though, 
and that is advancement in the their original gimmick. The gimmick beginning uh, being genetic traits, body mental conditions, for example, like dwarfism, OCD, ADHD, etc. I'm not entirely sure how many more traits or conditions they could have added, but it felt like they copy and pasted the same list from the first one. To a degree, I can get that, but they added so many classes. Um, but at the same time, most of the traits are kind of ripped from the first one. Uh, I imagine this was partially done to keep things from reaching triggering or any type of negative connotations from including certain conditions that some may suffer from, but alternatively, the various neutral traits that could have been added or perhaps some lesser known conditions that may have been benefited from being added for awareness approach. I think that this is a safe decision to simply maintain the list. However, compared to the first, I really felt like there was nothing new in that regard. All in all, the sequel is solid and entertain and will entertain most players who like the style of gameplay and the amount of classes, upgrades, and very difficulty will keep players interested as well as striving for more. All this is garnished by a reasonable price port of $24.99 on Steam. It gets my seal and even made me stay up the other night because I wanted to do just one more run followed by another run. It is far better than the fifth element, but honestly, what isn't? Hey, uh, Jeff, speaking of those traits that he's talking about, is there a hemophiliac trait? What is that? He likes having sex with trees? No, it's like where if they got if you get hit by a monster, you continue to bleed out. That's din- dendrophilia. I did not see uh, what you're talking about. Although, no, there is a trait where... What about a diabetes trait? No. <laughs> I didn't see just, those. Just veganism. No. I mean, there's one where if you take damage, you can't ever gain it back. There's one where you take damage... You lose max health. That one is killer. Like, it, if you get that one, your run's over right away. Don't bother. Um, like, there's a couple of the traits I really just, I think, are a little too heavy-handed. Uh, in, but they're at, on the flip side, like, there's traits that will ruin your run. But on the flip side, there aren't any overpowered traits that are like, oh, I got the, you know, explosive point or whatever, and it, it makes the game incredibly easy. There's nothing like that. But there are tons of them that will just be like, I'm not playing this character. Yeah, I've uh, I got um, a cursed rune and it made it where if I got hit once, I was dead immediately. But I had to kill like 15 monsters for it to be uncursed. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, I didn't kill 15 monsters that run. Oh, we should also mention there's like trap rooms to get bonus chests where you have like missions. So, like, don't take damage, defeat all the enemies, and various things like that uh, to collect other... Hit all the targets yeah. in under 10 seconds. Those are fine. Um, generally, I just preferred the more exploration parts. I don't really like trap rooms, generally speaking, because they tend to make you play the game in a different way than it's in main... I mean, maybe that's a good thing for variety's sake, but I just don't tend to enjoy it. Yep. All right, let's close it out. Okay, fine. You want to talk to us? You can do it on Facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. How about uh, Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade? Uh, and then there's Twitch.tv and TikTok.com at Budget Arcade Podcast. 
you want to help support the show, you can either do so by purchasing one of our T-shirts. The uh, link is in our show notes. You know what? You How can about also... you send us a T-shirt for once? Is it going to be pre-worn so it's smelly? I just want some free T-shirts. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I already I'm gave you your free T-shirt. Not from you. Oh, from the oh, you listener. Mean from the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we would have to set up a P.O. box for that. Uh, never mind then. Yeah, I know. I mean, if somebody wants to send us stuff, let us know, and then I'll set up the P.O. box. Nah, but anyways, if you want to, you could also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash budgetarcade. You will gain access to our exclusive Patreon channel in our Discord. If you want to join our Discord, you, you can, can do so. idiots like me there. Isn't that great? Yes, and you can do so within our show notes and any of our social medias as well. Our music is provided by Stimage, who also provided the music for this game, and game on. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.